Hey guys. Hey, it's Kelly Kaloran Ben Simone with Hey Guys. Hey. And today we have a very special guest, my friend Candace Bushnell, who has written many, many amazing novels that we all love. And now she has a one woman show and we have a new, we have Sex in the City is coming back tonight on HBO, on TV. But today we have Candace today talking all about, is there sex in the city? Yes or no? There is. <laughs> there is. But I mean, Kelly, you could probably answer that better. What do you think? <laughs> I mean, you, you're probably out dating more than I am. <laughs> You know, it was so great about watching your show, going to your to see the premiere of your show the other night. First of all, you know, it was star-studded. Darren Starr was on my left. Brooke Shields was next to me. Nicole Miller was on my right. I mean, it was, you know, I mean, every single major player was there supporting you, which was so cool. And you really deserve that. I was just really impressed that you remembered all your lines. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> and just going through know. your history of, you know, like your Mr. Big. And actually I remember meeting, I mean, I, that's when I met you when you were dating your Mr. Big. Um, and, you know, you were as gorgeous then as you are now. And it was just like, it was really fun for me because I know you, but I don't know you that well to kind of go through your story. I loved it. I loved it. I loved oh, it. thank you. Thank you. Yes, I remember we did meet because we went to your wedding. Right, that's right. And it was, it was in East Hampton on, I think it was on Further Lane. It was on Further Lane, it was raining. Yes. Yes. Exactly. That is so but funny. I totally remember that. And of course, so funny. you know, for the real Mr. Big, Ron, that was, you know, he was always doing stuff like that because he was the publisher of Vogue. Right, exactly. And I loved him and I loved you. You guys were such a great combo, such a great team. We so did have, we did have some fun. You had, we some, had some fun. I mean, but I also, you know, what I loved about watching the show is I did I didn't know that you had like all these like fake names. And I just I think the one thing that the biggest takeaway from the show that really um, inspired me was that you're just such a go-getter. It's just like whatever, whatever like comes your way, you just take it to the next level. And I really respect that. And that's just, you know, when they think of, of and I, well, that's one reason why, you know, the show is so, Sex and City is so great is because it really personifies and identifies with that New York girl who comes from wherever, whether she's from Long Island, New Jersey, Kansas, wherever, comes to New York and just wants to, you know, think big and dream big and, you know, have the life that you had. Yes. I mean, that's, you know, that's, I feel like that's always what I'm writing about is, you know, I mean, it, the story used to be the young man goes to the big city to make it, but I'm always writing about the young woman who comes to the big city to make it. Right. And, you know, she's looking for something better and bigger than what she would have found in her small town. And, and I, love I, that you're a feminist. I love that you're a feminist and I love that you're pro women and I love that you're pro women with, with opportunity. I just like, I mean, and that really resonates in sex in the city 
Um, it really resonates in your show. It really resonates with the way your, your own personal narrative. I mean, you are, you're, 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 you are a, you're the quintessential feminist because you are feminine when you support and promote femininity and the, and the, the drive and the motivation and the opportunity that women should have. So you are for yes. me, like the ultimate feminist. Congratulations. Oh. Well, thank you. Thank you. I mean, you know, that's what we have to do in New York. You know, women have to, you've got to work and you've got to make opportunities for yourself here. And it's also a place where you can succeed as a woman. But there was also an interesting part of your your narrative in the show where you talk about, um, you know, how you were getting divorced and, you know, this love story of yours was, was coming to an end and you're getting divorced and how, you know, you had money, but all of a sudden you couldn't have a mortgage. And I just was, I thought that that was like so interesting as well and really important for young girls and women to understand because women are like, oh, I'm going to get divorced. I'm going to do this. This guy's a jerk. He's doing all this stuff, but they don't really realize, they don't recognize the mechanics of getting divorced. And I thought that was really fascinating yes. for you to, to expose too, because, you know, well, I really thought, I, mean, I, mean, I remember when I got divorced, I was like, wait, what is going on? Uh, yes, I know. I, I mean, one of the things that's shocking to me is how many women there are still out there who, you know, really somehow think they can rely on a man and, you know, to get by. And I mean, this was actually something that I explored a lot in the book, is there still sex in the city? Um, You know, I mean, I just went to Pilates and my Pilates instructor says she got divorced two years ago. She never had her own checking account before that. I was like, what? And she said her husband just decided to stop working. She's had to downscale her life in a you know, significant kind of way. And even the women I know who were married to very rich men and got what we would consider a big divorce settlement, that money does not allow you to live the lifestyle that you were living before. Well, you and also have to get tax on it. <laughs> that, well, you know, if you were married to, if you're married to a super rich guy and you know, you walk away with, if you're lucky, you know, I mean, $5 million, you are, you're not, you're not going to be living the lifestyle that you lived before. I mean, it just doesn't work in this environment and this economy. And I think that's something that women don't understand. Like marrying a rich guy is probably not going to get you set for life. Right. You know, on the other hand, I do have friends that, yeah, you know, they ended up getting that big house and geez, I wish I could get like $5 million because I was married, you know? Right. But you know what? It's like you get the big house, but then you get the big mortgage, you get the big, you know, maintenance, you get the the lawn guy, the pool guy, you know? And it's like, every time it's like, I used to tell my girls that I'm like, every time you make money, it t- you have to you have to spend money to make money, but then when you make money, you got to keep the money. <laughs> you know, exactly. it's, not, it's not just exactly. like woo-hoo, you know, like we're living 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 free, living fine. Like it's just it's you've done a really great job 
of you know bringing some of these of highlighting some of these questions that you know people don't really think about and really you know made them personal but also you know made people think and i think and i really like i i hats off for you there's just i mean you've done so many great things for women but um, i think one of the biggest um accomplishments that you've had is really you know making people making women aware of you know what opportunities are out there and that is just huge it's just huge i mean i don't think there's any other woman um of our generation that is really that really has that solid narrative it's just they don't they don't so well congrats thanks. again <laughs> i have you know i mean i just i keep working because uh, love it i love it yeah gotta do it. it gotta so do it let's just get, get to a couple of questions because we don't have a lot of time um, so there's sex in the city check. We know that there is sex in the city. So if there's sex in the city, what about safe sex? What do you, what are your thoughts on safe sex? You know, it's use condoms. <laughs> I, you know, interestingly, the people who are actually having the least amount of sex are young people. That age of, I, I mean, and it's, you know, it's partly porn because Porn's, you know, who knew? Porn's like the best birth control. Guys <laughs> watch a lot of porn, and you know what? They can't get it up with a real woman. Right. Um, and younger people are definitely having the least amount of sex of any generation, maybe because there's so many other things to do now. I mean, you know, in the past, you couldn't disappear into your phone. And you know, you kind of, you had to deal with other people, but the biggest group of STDs are people over 50. And it's the, is there still sex crowd? They are, they are going out there, they're going online, they are dating, they are hooking up because, you know, that's what they're used to doing. So that's actually, you know, it's people over 50 who are probably having the most sexual adventures. So that, there you go. Is that unbelievable? It is. I, just, I mean, have you gone on any dating sites? Like, have you gone on Raya? I know you're not supposed to say anything. I won't ask about that one then. I kind of wanted to go on it, but then I was like, I don't know if they'll let me in. And then they wanted to go through the whole, my whole like Rolodex of every phone number. I was like, no, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Wow. So let's talk, uh, let's talk about these dating apps with women in their second chapter. What do you think? I mean, how do women navigate these? People always ask me like, what do you do with dating apps? I'm like, first of all, I get kicked off of dating apps all the time. So I'm not really the person to ask, but what do you, what is your, what do you, How do you get kicked off of dating apps? People think it's not me. Oh, I got kicked off of Bumble. I got kicked off of Hinge. Um, I was like, let's not, why not? Let's why, you know, it's like, I mean, I meet a lot of people, but I don't meet a lot of people that I'm actually, that are actually know that I'm interested in dating. Does that make sense? Yes. So, exactly. right. Um, I, mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I know that like match 
is rebranding itself really for specifically, um, I think for like the over 50s. I mean, how, but I mean, um, I, guess, I guess the big question that people have for me is, you know, how do you, like, how do you talk to guys online? And, you know, I mean, some people like write these novellas, you know, oh, some people are like, I mean. I know. I, I, you know, I don't actually go on dating apps. I'm, I'm sort of tempted, but. It would just be interesting. Up, to they, see. Up, they take up a lot of time apparently. And, you know, that is something that people do. They text a lot, but they won't get together. They won't meet up. I don't want to be someone's pen pal. That's what I don't want to be. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I have a lot of guys doing that, you know, just in general. I'm like, why are you texting me? Are you asking, if you want to work with me, do you want me to sell your apartment? Why do you think you're just texting me randomly? I don't want to, I don't want to text with you. I don't have time to text with my own kids. Like the last I know. I know. I mean, I sort of see everything. It's like a little bit of an intrusion on my time. Yeah. Not that I'm not that like, oh, I'm doing so much, but yeah, I'm not. It's like, but I don't know, need more phone stuff. Some scientists say that the reason that um, texting these apps, uh, why people go on several apps at the same time is because of the serotonin. So when they get right. a response from somebody, <clears throat> and, you know, instead of like you text, you know, you texting me, it's like, oh, I'm popular. Oh, someone yes. wants to talk to me. Oh, I have energy. You know, all of a sudden I pep myself, something's happening. Um, so it's just yes. attributed to the serotonin. I mean, I don't, I mean, blame it on the serotonin. <laughs> well, you know what? That happens every time you get a like on Instagram or something. Supposedly, right. same so. kind of, yeah. It's just, it's the same business model. It's like just whatever it takes to get that serotonin buzzing. So, um, I actually took all the likes off my Instagram. I don't like want people to know how many likes I have. I don't want to see how many likes I have. I just post because I love to post and the things that I want that I'm up to I'm, I'm doing, but my, you know, that's never been a thing for me. Like I really don't care what the number right. is because the number is never real anyway. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, it's like, so someone just randomly liked it. Do they really like it? Were they like, Oh, it's like, if I go online, when I do go online, I like stuff. I always comment. I'm like, yay, good for you. Beauty. Congratulations. <laughs> I, you know, I try to like be positive, uh, present, oh. present, yes. you know, um, exactly. exactly. So a one woman, woman show, you remembered all your lines. Congratulations. Like, why did you want to do a one woman show? Well, it was something I was doing a couple of different things, actually all around the book is there still sex in the city so i was writing a tv pilot and then i was working on this one woman show and the tv pilot its iteration fell apart yeah because of covid and all of that but this managed to keep going and you know now it's a show it's mounted it's it's kind of a it's a big deal um you know getting a a stage show up in new york city it's really amazing and i've never worked on the stage before i love it i love doing it it's also you know i like doing the show i love interacting with the audience and having that audience support 
And it's also in terms of acting, you're not stopping and starting. Like you keep going. And that's always, you know, that's interesting. Like if I, if I had to act, I don't know if on a movie or TV show and you say like two lines and then they're like, cut, you got to change the battery. I mean, <laughs> I can't, honestly, I can barely stand being on the set of a TV show while they're shooting. I mean, like Lipstick Jungle, when we did Lipstick Jungle, I had to be on the set a lot. And then when we did the Carrie Diaries, they're always like, you've got to come to the set. And I was like, mm, no. And I, I like, <laughs> I, yeah. the, the process, I find the process is, is tedious. Yeah. And it makes me crazy that, you know, they always have to stop and something's not right and this and that. It's like, why didn't you figure that out before? <laughs> I, I don't so much have the patience for that, but you know, I love you're a great doing great actress. Oh, thank you. No, you're I, so compelling. I mean, I know it's your story, but you are a great actress and you really are good at like walking around the stage. You're good at like well, using the space. You're very good with eye contact. I mean, I would be afraid to look at people because I would be like, oh my God, don't look at me. <laughs> After well, I time. will tell you, I mean, the worst thing is the front row because you can pretty much see the people in the front row and if you think, if you think whatever, you can look at people and you start imagining like, oh my God, what if they hate it? They're not laughing, this and that. That really can like just turn the whole thing just like psychologically. It can just psych you out actually. But it's a little bit like, I mean, I know you've showed horses, right? Yeah. I mean, and did you do hunters or jumpers yeah, or hunters. yeah, hunters? But you know how you have to do the course, right? And you want to do like every move of that course, right? You're like, I'm gonna cut this corner a little bit, and I'm gonna yeah. do this number of strides. It's a little bit like that, right? Are you doing something that's like mapped out? It has certain blocking. You do things in different places. You do it, you have to do it every time like you've never done it before. Um, so it's a lot of those things, but it's very physical. It's a very- I Don't drink water thing. or anything. I would be dehydrated. I'd be like- oh. oh, I drink so much water on that stage. <laughs> I mean, even if I'm not thirsty, there's certain places where I have to drink water. Because so what you, do you, do, you get dehydrated. I was just like, she doesn't even drink water. What do you think are the um, are the biggest takeaways from your show? You know, I think the biggest takeaways are, it's really about being your own Mr. Big and having the courage to go out and do that. And it's about, you know, thinking independently, being an independent woman, and having the courage to do that. And also, I also think it's, it's really about life is not over after 50. Like so many interesting things can still happen if you have the right attitude. Are you kidding me? I'm 53, my life has changed a hundred. I mean, I, I, it's, it's like, I don't even know who I am. I mean, I'm like a totally different person in the last six months. I mean, my entire life changed. Yeah. 
But you know, I, mean, I look I, like an animal, but my life is totally different. Yeah. So yes, I agree with that. And but you know, I mean, for a lot of people, it's like they are. You get a certain courage, like you realize it's kind of now or never in terms of doing things that you maybe didn't have the guts to do before. I mean, I probably 20 years ago, I would not have had the guts to do this. Now right. I'm like, you know what? Uh, what do I have to lose? Right. So I'm doing it. And I, I just think, you know, there's so many women who they really do, you know, they really have like a second big act after, and really it's like after menopause. <laughs> menopause. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I don't know. I know women are so worried about menopause. It's like, are. are you kidding? So it's great. <laughs> you so don't funny. have your period. You don't have those hormonal ups and downs, like all of this stuff that you were like, oh my God, I care about it so much. I'm so worried. You're like, you know what? I got no hormones. I don't care. Oh my God. I had, the, I had such bad menopause, but I always obviously have two kids. I'm raising my kids with myself. I'm working like crazy. And like, I just didn't have, I always say like, you know, in this world, like everyone else can like complain to the press and tell everyone how horrible their life is and what they're going through. And I just don't have that luxury. I have two girls. I suppose I'm, you know, I'm their role model. The last thing I want to do is be complaining about, you know, what's happening to my physical future. Like that is just not, I mean, what I want for my girls, I want them to be like, it's just another part of my life. My mom got through it. We'll get through it. You know, there's going to be certain ways that we're going to have the right tools in our tool belt to get through it. But I mean, I just don't have the luxury of doing that. I just don't, you know, exactly. people, I don't think, I don't think people would take me as seriously as they do. If I started complaining about what I'm going through, like I, no one would take me seriously. That's the fact. Like they would just be like, why are you complaining when you have opportunity? Yeah. Right. Um, I, I love that. And, um, I just, I just really, I just think you're amazing. And I'm just so happy for all of your success. You've done so much for Sag Harbor. No one can even live in Sag Harbor anymore now because the real estate is so high. <laughs> because you know everyone what? wants to see you. <laughs> I don't even want to think about it. I mean, we could, we could spend half an hour talking about real estate, but I mean, the prices of houses there are Crazy. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know, there was a house that I think they sold it three years ago for under $2 million. They put it on the market for $9 million. And <laughs> you know what? It really infuriates me because who can afford to live there? No Only one. these annoying billionaires. You know, it's just, it's, it's just whatever. Well, it's good for you because now you're going to be able to sell your house for a lot of money. <laughs> I know, but where can you go? You know, it's like everything is up. So, so I, I mean, it's good if you want to move to, I don't know, Kentucky. <laughs> Last I, question. Like, I'm going to go Zillow right now and look up real estate in Kentucky. Last, last and final question for my fans who love you as much as I do. Uh, what is your advice to young people who want to have the Carrie Bradshaw experience? Oh, boy. Um, I mean, it's, it's like, I don't, I don't, I'm not even, I'm not sure like what a Carrie Bradshaw experience is. I mean, 
she ended up marrying Mr. Big. Essentially, she ended up marrying a rich man, which is something that it's that's kind of anathema to me. I mean, I think it's you know, I think it's about being true to yourself, being yourself, being brave enough to be yourself. That's that's really what it's it's about. So I don't see it as being. I don't. I just. I don't think that you should try to be a character, but I really think that you should try to be yourself. Have a sense of humor, you know. Make your family of friends, and you know. I always say it's really about your attitude. You have to be determined to make where you are in life work. Don't you think the way, I mean, you're, the way that you portrayed Carrie and Mr. Big is totally different than just marrying an older rich guy. I mean, what you did is that you showed young girls that, you know, through Carrie, she dated a lot of different people. She dated writers, she had contracts, she, she dated like a lit, her, the scope of her dating career was very vast. And I think the one thing that was really fascinating about showing Mr. Big and later on is that they went through these peaks and valleys and she married her, her, like they, they, I I have to tell you, Kelly, that never happens in real life. (laughs) That, that is not going to happen for me. I'm not going to marry. I'm not going to find my Mr. Big. (laughs) Well, you may find your Mr. Big. I'm find my Mr. Small. (laughs) <laughs> Mr. Small, I'm afraid. But no, I mean, I, you know, that, that whole thing of like, they went through all these ups and downs and then they end, it's together. It's like, it's, it's like um, Pride and Prejudice, you know? I mean, it's, it's, one really, of my books. it's really, it's really a romantic conceit. It's a happy ending that the it's audience wants, books. but it's not real life. Oh my God. I, I, I studied that. It, at it, I love that. Yeah. But it's not real life. It's not. It's not. Well, you are real life. You are amazing. I'm so happy to talk to you. I'm so excited for all your success. I know you have more books in you, more bestsellers in you, more New York Times bestsellers in you. I'm really, really proud to be your friend. And I was really, really in awe of everything you did um, with your one woman show. So congratulations. Thank I'm, you, Kelly. I am Kelly Kaloran Ben Simone with Hey Guys Hey.